This is exactly right. Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. You're here. I'm here. We're in the backyard. I've had a full morning. I went to the coffee shop. They gave me a sample of a lemon bar. Mystery flavor. I guessed the flavor wrong. I went to Target. Some children laughed at me, and here we are. Uh, I'm very, very excited about today's guest, so let's just get into it. It's Liz Stokes from The Beths. Liz, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You've been doing shows basically nonstop uh, since Thursday? Tonight will be our seventh seventh in a row. Which seventh is, in a row? Yeah. What were the three prior to Thursday? Um, we played three shows at the um, the Greek Theatre up in Berkeley. Oh, okay. This is um, supporting Death Cab for Cutie in the Postal Service. Right. And one of these, was it Friday that you were doing that show at the Hollywood Bowl? Yes, yeah. Was that your first time playing there? Um, yeah. <laughs> what was that experience? It's wild. Like I, I had been to one show there, um, and back in twenty nineteen, I saw I saw Death Cab there. Back oh, perfect! In 2019, so it was, um, it was wild. Like it's it's such an amazing structure, and like right. uh, I don't know. It's it's. I think one of the fun things about being a musician is is being able to go like into the back rooms of all these like kind of crazy places. And yeah, what's going on in the back rooms of the Hollywood Bowl? Like it's pretty classic, like back room venue. Like there's just dressing rooms. It's just kind of a big car park out there, I guess, because it's it's mainly like you know it's an outdoor bowl. Right. Right. So and. Watching the the pack out is always very exciting at these venues of of all the lights and production and stuff mm-hmm. and how it's like this ballet of all the lighting people and everything getting everything off stage and rolling it into these trucks you know and they and they do it all in like an hour and <laughs> yeah it's like a circus that's crazy as an opening band is it scary I feel like that would be horrifying it's always scary going in because like being an opening band on like a big tour is like you are the um, uh, the bottom of the hierarchy. <laughs> like you are, um, I, I think I always go in, and this is probably also just my own like <laughs> uh, anxieties talking. It's like yeah, I feel like you go in and you're like, cool. I have low expectations. I'm we're going to make ourselves kind of like small. Try and have a really good time, you know, and like try and have some nice chats with people and stuff. But um, we've been lucky in the support tours that we've done, where the both the crew who you interact with the most and and the bands have been super lovely. No one's been horrible to you. No, no, they've like treated us like people and like peers actually. Actually, which is like very, very generous. <laughs> Have you had past experiences where you were not treated like a human? Um, I think so. Like it's because we've done a lot of support tours in New Zealand. Because when bands come to New Zealand, like big bands, they oh, they don't bring right. they don't usually bring someone mm-hmm. with them because it's so far away. So right. we've like managed to kind of snag some some good ones. But generally, the bands that we've played with are, are pretty nice. Or, or like the alternative is that you just don't interact with them at all. So oh, it's, interesting. It's, it's just so cold. Yeah. yeah well. <laughs> Please explain to me how long it takes to get from New Zealand to the United States. This is the one big thing for me that's keeping me back. Yeah, uh, if you don't like flying, it's there's not really another way. It's um, 
to fly, say, from Auckland to the to the West Coast, it's like 12 or 13 hours if you go direct. Okay. Um, if you don't go direct, you, so I don't know, sometimes you'll fly via like Hawaii or like Australia or something. Right. Um, but if you, yeah, uh, on this run, we this is our last show in LA and then we're going to fly over to New York to do four shows over there. And then we will fly home on this like kind of quite new flight that New Zealand's got, which is New York to Auckland, which is I think about 17 hours oh and 40 minutes or something God. like that. Um, just like one flight. <laughs> oh, how are you as a flyer? I'm not like a nervous flyer. I just hate it. Like it's, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So it's just, I feel like you just have to like forget that you're a person for a while <laughs> and, and kind of like go into your little economy seat and right. take whatever drugs you can legally get on the plane. And um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I honestly, if they had like, anesthesia at the that should be an option at the beginning of a flight where they yes. just put you out completely just general yeah that feels like a very doable thing for airlines just 100%. <laughs> everyone completely blacked out yeah and then you wake up at your destination yeah maybe they still play you like a few movies yeah sure have movies out. going in just case in, you come out of a tour just in case yeah <laughs> what are you doing to entertain yourself on a flight i usually watch a movie okay like uh, I'll, I'll find like a I don't know. What's what's like a good plane movie? Like I feel like I feel like a good plane movie is like a good like middle of the road movie that has kind of an mm. emotional element because I I believe you actually are more emotional in the air for some reason. Like <gasps> your your body is weak. Yeah. And so you'll I've cried at movies on planes that are not great movies. <laughs> but I think you're just in the perfect place to be manipulated on a plane. Ah, oh, that's so that's so interesting. I yeah. Yeah, what did you watch on the way? Before your tour, do you remember? Uh, yeah, I um, I watched uh, the new Spider-Verse movie. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, it was cool. It and was... were you, did you feel emotional during it? I didn't, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit medicated at the moment, so I'm not feeling like super emotional all the time. Otherwise, I think I'd be crying constantly during the, during this tour, but, um, and I guess on planes, but, um, I really liked it. I thought the, the art, the art beautiful. was really beautiful, yeah, like really, really interesting. Popping out. Yeah. How long have you been on tour for this tour? This run, we're about what three weeks in, oh I guess, or just, just over. This is a sh- this is a short run for us. It's un- we'll be home in under a month. Oh, Sorry, okay. as in the whole thing's under a month. And how many shows total is that? Oh, good question. Let me quickly count them in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to estimate, then you reveal. I don't know, like 17, 20? Oh, 17? Yeah. maybe. That's yeah. a lot of. That's I know a that lot. we've ticked over our hundredth show of the year. I think. Oh um, my god! On, on this run, I can't remember which one it was, but. Have any cities been highlights for you? Yeah, I mean the Seattle shows with with Death Cab were pretty were pretty awesome. Okay. Like them playing this like twenty year anniversary of two of their records. Um, uh, sorry, and one postal service record, and it just like them playing like two f- full arena sized shows. Oh my which god! Is, like, I don't think I've played like an arena like that big. It's a lot of people in an indoor space. Yes. Uh, over the top of like the hockey ice was out. So they just like, they cover it with like kind of like foam to, um, <laughs> to, keep, it, to keep it icy. <laughs> I feel like keeping the ice there is not a bad idea. Yeah, ice I guess skaters, taking it out is probably a hassle, right? Yeah, it would be wonderful. Actually, I feel like Frank Ocean tried that at Coachella and there was a giant problem. I feel like he had like ice on the stage ah. and trained like ice skaters. Yeah. And I can't. Maybe they couldn't keep the ice cold, or now I'm now I'm just making things up because I don't know the rest of the story. But it was a giant disaster. Oh! But somebody's got to pull that off at some point. Having yeah, having ice on stage sounds great if you don't have to um, step on any guitar pedals or move. Um, <laughs> if you're not one of the ice skaters, stepping on a guitar pedal in an ice skate yeah, fascinating I feel like experience. It's a great way to slice it in half. <laughs> 
You guys put on like a show show. You have a giant fish on the stage. Yeah. Who's responsible for the giant fish? So Lily Paris West, she did all the design for our album. And um, when I like sent her like an early vision of the album and I was like, because I'm not, I don't, <laughs> this is stupid. I don't really consider, like, I, I don't have much of like a visual, like, you, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I, I, when it comes to artwork and stuff like that, I tend to like try and work with people that are really like what they do because I'm, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. Good for <laughs> so, you for um, relinquishing control. Yeah, I uh, love relinquishing control. <laughs> um, but Lily's amazing and she's done uh, lots of lots of records and, and much more like fashion stuff. And so she just like sent us like a bunch of like mock-ups of like potential album cover things. And one of them just had this, this really sad fish. Um <laughs> And it just, I don't know, stuff with faces. Like, I just can't, it's, I find it very hard to not have an album cover with a face on it because it's so, or like a, a human element. Something to connect to. Yeah, it just looks so, they just look so sad, Fish. Um, and so we, we were getting ready for this tour at the start of the year and we're like, oh, we should have something on stage because just to kind of like bring people <laughs> into into right. into the world of, of whatever you're doing. And, um, and a giant inflatable fish seemed like just the thing. Is it made out of like balloon material? What's happening there? It's like fabric, but it's like it operates kind of like a bouncy house. Like it's got oh. a fan that's that keeps going through the whole time, or it will, or it will um, deflate. deflate. It's not like fully airtight, which I feel like it would be if it depended on being one hundred percent airtight. It would be a disaster. Oh <laughs> yeah, that and would explode at some point, or yeah, something yeah. would happen. Uh, when was the last time you were in a bouncy house? Oh, man, too long. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's been it's been years for sure. Yeah. When was the last time you were in a bouncy house? That was an unfair question to ask you because I can't <laughs> remember. I'm going to assume it's probably been decades. I can't imagine the last. I mean, a scenario that I would have been in a bouncy house. Yeah, it's probably as a kid, but my mom wouldn't allow us into them because there was some news story where a kid was in one and it flew away. Oh, that really happened, right? And <laughs> yeah, it died. Yeah, I think it really happened. Like, it's... Terrifying. It's no joke. This is PSA. Strap down your bouncy house. <laughs> yeah, that must be legally required at this point. Yeah, I think I think it, it, it would make sense. Tie it down. <laughs> to watch someone just be carried away in one of those? Yeah. The agony of watching your child just fly away in a bouncy and house. And there's, like, nothing to grab onto. Yeah. You, you just fall out of the bouncy yeah, house. Yeah, the inside, there's no grip or anything. So nope. you're just... Yeah. I think what I remember about about bouncy houses, I'm glad that this has come up because... <laughs> well, this was... No. I wanted to ask it first, but I thought, well, warm up, then I'll yeah, get into bouncy yeah, the houses. Real, the real shit. Um, <laughs> uh, I just... I don't remember being that them being that bouncy. I, I mainly remember <laughs> them being slippery and kind of like a fun place to fall down. <laughs> you're a bouncy house snob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't at <have> me. <laughs> Did you like a trampoline? I, I much prefer a trampoline. Okay. Yes. And the old style ones where you're much closer to death. <laughs> What are the are the new ones have like that cage around them? Yeah, and the springs are like not at the side. The springs are like underneath so that you can't put your leg through Those them. springs. Yeah. Were death traps. Oh, death traps, yeah. They were like metal, they had hooks on them. Yeah, I've gone f- flying off a trampoline and landed on like on my head and been uh alive somehow oh my God. <laughs> as a child <laughs> like yeah, that was another thing that I had to kind of sneak as a kid because my mom was just paranoid about every injury. So it was often like I went to a friend's house and then didn't reveal that I was on the trampoline. <laughs> and then they started putting them in the ground. Yeah, like that was better. It's just an inherently dangerous <laughs> thing. Just don't buy one. Just like, I don't know, kids, they got to jump. They got to jump. And if you don't give them the opportunity to jump at home, they'll go out. They'll, They're going to find they'll, a they'll, they'll find to jump. <laughs> Better you, to see them jumping at home. Wouldn't you rather they do it in the house? <laughs> that and uh, drugs. Just have them doing it at home. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I now that we're talking about jumping, I really feel like bouncing. I feel like there's probably more bouncing I want to do than I actually get to do. Oh yeah, that's why there's all these adult jumping. House, uh, there's probably a better name them for them than jump houses. Um, adult. Uh, trampoline emporiums. Oh, like the warehouses with the trampolines in yeah, them. Yeah, and have I guess have you been to one of those? I haven't. There's one in Auckland called. Um, nope, I can't remember. <laughs> I'm going to call it Jump House, but it's. Well, yeah. you should start one. It's yeah. your Jump House. I'm sure they make it safer, but they look like they're serious trampolines, like with with good bounce. Oh, they can really get you to the safe. ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like New Zealand loves to jump and bounce because isn't bungee jumping? It's like a national pastime it kind of i guess it kind of is like it, it's i don't want to say it was invented there because i think it was uh probably just co-opted by from like <laughs> like some kind of an indigenous culture um but it's uh yeah i, I guess aj hackett is like the new zealand guy who like jumps off stuff oh just anything popularized it yeah he like um uh, as i guess he's like bungee jumping the business now and like owns all the all the jumping off points and you i know you bungee jump in a video yeah. Had you been bungee jumping prior to that? I had bungee jumped when I was like 13 or something because I guess it's New Zealand. And right. It was like, right. oh, we're going on a family holiday to Lake Taupo. Um, should we should we bungee jump? Wow. Um, and it was, uh, I, I went by myself and then my my older sister and younger sister went like tandem, like, you know, like a koala on the back kind of vibes. And it's this, this is so great. It's like, it was one of those ones where you're, going over water right. so you bounce and they they like weigh you to figure out how tense to make the string to make it so you can touch the water but not um oh my die God. and so i did that and then like when in the they, they they kind of like lower you down into this boat someone's at the bottom and then you grab they hold up a kind of a stick and you kind of like grab the stick so they can guide you into the boat and my older sister and younger sister two people i guess just had a bit more weight than they I guess anticipated, and so they're they're still bouncing, and the person is down in the boat, like holding up the stick, and they grab the stick and they just pull him out of the boat, oh and uh, it's like freezing, like middle of winter, like you know, <laughs> New Zealand, beautiful scenic river, but he um he had to get like kind of saved, and then he had to go home because he was very cold. This feels like your parents were just trying to get rid of you. Yeah, maybe they didn't jump suspiciously. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and so you've only been maybe twice then. I, yeah, yeah. And like, as a kid, I was like really scared. But like afterwards, I think I was like, oh yeah, this is, this was a, a thrilling. Um, and then we, we made a music video and it, we had like a different plan for a music video, but then the director got COVID, of course, the day um, bef- before the shoot. And so we just were like, okay, we have this shoot day. We're leaving on tour in a week. We need to make a music video for the song. And we, we called our friends, Callum and Annabelle from sports team, who just makes a lot of videos for us. And I just like all about these crazy beautiful ideas and I was like here are some suggestions and one of them was just the best go bungee jumping there was no other concept beyond that and they were like okay let's do it and we booked it in and we like we jumped like the next day and they came up with this whole storyline and oh my god that's um, incredible yeah but it was all hypothetical at first and until you're actually like walking out and mm-hmm. looking over the edge and and your brain is like I know that this I chose this and that this is safe um <laughs> safe in quotation marks and then your body is just like absolutely not I don't believe that for a second. I am going to die. And here we go. Let's, here we go. We're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and then do they push you? You're responsible for making the final move. Yeah, they never push you. <laughs> I don't think that like, and I think I've probably talked about it on this podcast before as far as um, skydiving. I feel like there's some primal thing in me that would overtake and refuse. That's the thing. I think that's hard to overcome. <laughs> right. You have to honestly f- 
like jump off or fall like you, there's no other way around it. otherwise you just won't do it <laughs> yeah i and i feel like i would get to the point of like my convincing my body but not enough where it would just become dangerous and then i would injure myself yeah like i feel like with skydiving i would like attack the person that's responsible for me yeah. uh and then we'd like get caught in the propellers or something <laughs> and then in the bungee jumping i would like half jump and then i would like slam against the side yeah I don't know that I'm capable. Well, that's that's kind of what me and Tristan did. Because they tell you, like, if you fall nice and strong and you fall, like, straight down with your head facing down, you'll, like, bounce, you know, with the rope and, and be fine. But if you kind of, like, let your body fall off like me and Tristan did, um, you kind of, you're going down, like, horizontal. And then at the bottom, when the rope kind of, like, reaches its its tensile end, you kind of, like, snap down. <laughs> and I, like, I think it's not talked enough about. I was Googling for days. I was like, what's wrong with me? I think it's, there's a little, you get a little bit of whiplash from, oh. from bungee jump, <laughs> from bungee jumping. That is mortifying to me. Yeah, there needs to be more stories out there that things can happen. Yeah, yeah. It's, what, um, I'm sore. Are there any, like, what are the really bad things that have happened during bungee jumping? Do ropes snap? Do these sort of things happen? I, I looked it up beforehand. Right. Because, of course, of course I did. Um, I was like, you know, like, is bungee jumping safe? Like, what are the dangers of it? And, yeah, it, it does, the, the dangerous stuff happens when people are, like, it's not when it's, like, businesses jumping off of a 40-meter bridge. It's, like, it's, like, people doing, I don't know what to call it, like, guerrilla bungee jumping. Like, the OG, where you're just, like, you tie the rope at the top, oh. and you jump. <laughs> right, like, amateurs just showing up at a bridge or something. Yeah. And yeah. that feels like, of course you're going to die. It feels that way, but I, I guess they didn't think that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need a company that I, that at least my family can sue afterwards. Oh, if absolutely. If not me. Yeah. Um, I'm not letting a friend tie me up for bungee jumping. No. It's that that I, I should look into the horror stories. And recently I've looked into um, LASIK eye surgery because everyone raves and goes crazy about it. You have to do it. I don't think I'm going to do it. Do you wear contacts or anything? I don't, but I have watched a um, LASIK surgery because my, my partner had it. You watched it live? Yeah. yeah they let, there's like a viewing room and they have like a big TV that is like what, what? the... The things looking at, and I just like watched. I, I got it. I, I filmed it because I was like, you, "Yeah, you have to watch your eye being like destroyed." <laughs> Good grief! How was the experience for you? It was kind of fun. Like I'm not too squeamish about eye stuff. Some people really don't like it. I know, right. but um, there's like two kinds of LASIK. One where you like kind of peel back the top layer of the eye and and blast it with the laser, and the other one where <laughs> um, which Jonathan had to get because his his brow ridge was a little bit too pronounced, so they they couldn't get the machine down, so they had to like instead like just grind down that top layer. And so it took, takes a little bit longer to heal. Oh. Normally it takes like, it heals in a day and you're kind of pretty good. So his one took a slightly longer, but uh, it's a bit, it's like the one that pilots get and stuff because it's like a bit safer as well. Oh, so there is a safer option. Well, it just, I guess it's just like less risk or something. Okay, well, it's safer. That's, you well, <laughs> yes, that is exactly the same meaning. Um, Yeah, are you going to, are you thinking about getting it? Well, no, because I mean, now I'm finding like, no one told me there was a mildly less risky option. So people were telling me it's great and just sending me in with no other tips. Ah, oh, I think it, I, I don't know. It feels like this, it's, it's worth it, right? Like, I don't know. How bad is your eyesight? It's pretty bad. Oh, uh, yeah. But wearing contacts isn't that, I mean, starting around 11 o'clock every night, my eyes are completely dry and that's a pain. Mm. But other than that, it's better than having my eyes poked out by lasers. I don't know. <laughs> it's <laughs> pretty fun. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I've... um. Hashtag blessed. I've <laughs> I've got good vision thus far, oh, and so, so lucky. like, and there's things that you know I take for granted talking to talking oh, to yeah. my uh, my my glassed friends. <laughs> People with good vision. I it's mean, like, I just yeah. I've had bad vision since like eighth grade. 
I just went out on me immediately. Like, do you go out into the ocean? Do you like swimming at the beach? Oh, uh, this is something I'm uh, kind of debating with myself currently. Do I like the beach? Do Mm -hmm. I like the ocean? Mm -hmm. It's up in the air for me. I need to go a couple more times. I think I like the ocean. I like the beach. I don't like the drive back. And Uh, that is excruciating. What about it? You're, You're like... Salt water is drying you out. You've got sand all over your body. Uh, you're tired. The sun has been beating down on you all day. I am clearly not prepared for sun in uh. any form. You've swallowed some amount of salt water. Mm-hmm. So that part of it's not ideal. But <laughs> yeah. kind of getting pushed about by the waves, that's very fun. That's nice. Yeah. Do you like doing it? The beach. Yeah, I like. I didn't growing up like mm-hmm. i guess in new zealand like everything is water like everything's surrounded by water it's, right auckland is an isthmus it's like more water than land and brag so, brag brag it's like yeah yeah brag brag, brag. hey this is la this is a beach right there <laughs> it's just a, a mere hour drive um but yeah it's I, I didn't like yeah when you grow up with it and you're like oh, and i was like i didn't like the beach i didn't get it and i think i don't i don't think i got it until i was about 24 and i had my first like big breakup and um i started just like going to the beach every day and like swimming at night and just like Ooh. there was something about it that was just like um i don't know it just it flipped a switch for me somehow and suddenly i was like i like the beach well um, it's a great place for a dramatic moments of your life i would say i think so yeah it's just so, it's like it's so vast and like i don't know just like completely engulfing yourself in this right. like big giant thing where you feel really helpless. Maybe that's just just was well, just the ticket. It's just kind of this wet void you can kind of just release things to. The wet void is great. <laughs> the wet void. That's a that's the title for something. We've yeah. got, <laughs> I don't know what exactly. Um yeah, maybe my problem is I need to go to the beach at night. Maybe. I could be a nocturnal beacher. Yeah. I think that is is the beach if it's like a nice calm beach, I guess. Mm-hmm. I like I don't I don't want to be the reason that you disappear. <laughs> Um, but so we need someone to blame when I finally disappear. Yeah, uh, think of welcome. the publicity for you. Oh yeah, that's through actually, the roof. Yeah, I'm, let me suggest this beach with really big waves, <laughs> and you don't need any safety. Don't go alone. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm into this. I'm into this. <laughs> I wouldn't mind like a bonfire by the beach, and then it would probably be cold. The Pacific's very cold. Mm. We have the Pacific too, <laughs> but it's right on the other side. <laughs> right, and it's probably cold over there as well. I assume it's pretty chilly. Yeah, it's not a. It's not like a. I've swum in the Mediterranean. And I was very confused. I was like, it's so warm. I don't know. It just it's suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something that's the sort of thing where it's just like, where is the? What's the source of warmth in any water? Yeah, unless it's really hot, you're like something gross might be making yeah, this warm. Yeah, it does feel like a little bit gross. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, where were you swimming in the Mediterranean? Um, I th- it was in Spain. Oh, and, lovely. Like, on the East Coast, which is where um, we've spent a little bit of time sometimes when we've been on tours, like even just like super budget ones, because flying home to New Zealand, like I say, we have like six weeks or a month between tours in the Northern Hemisphere is very expensive. Oh my God. And uh We've managed to find a, a spot in Spain where we can find like a little a little place to stay that's like I don't know two hundred and fifty euros for like the whole time. Oh, that that's, reveal that to me off podcast. I'm yeah. gonna go there. That sounds wonderful. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty great, and uh, I get to practice my Spanish, which I learned in high school and then never used because um, you don't really use it in New Zealand. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I what oh I learned French mm. or I mean learned you know I can say my name i mean tell you what my name is and uh maybe ask what for the menu oh and i can say the beach these are all things i absolutely have no use for (laughs) uh you took spanish yeah 
Absolutely nowhere near Spain. Yeah. Nowhere near Spanish-speaking countries. No one near South America either. Oh, I'm the closest to South America. Not close. Across the Pacific again. But yeah, I don't know why. I liked right. the language, I guess. It's a good language. They're all pretty good, I suppose. Yeah. Is there a best language? I don't know that there is. I don't Everybody's know. Everybody's got their feelings. Yeah. I'm Probably whatever one, everyone, whatever one you speak. I'm, re- I'm relearning um, Bahasa Indonesian because it's that's where my mum's from and it's oh, where no I was way. born. So I'm like half Indonesian, but like grew up in New Zealand, so very like New Zealandized, I guess. Like, right, right. Um, but we're going on like a family trip soon for the first time in, in a long, long time, and so I was like, "Well, I want to carry my weight." Oh and my so god! I'm, I'm kind of like getting Bahasa lessons. That's a that's a fun language to learn, an interesting language that's like kind of simple, but because it's simple, it's probably just got all these layers that you, you, you kind of like, of context that you can't see, right, but it's, right. a, it's a language with like no tenses, so oh. everything is just like, there's no past tense, future tense, whatever, everything's just pretty simple, there's like, you, like you barely conjugate anything, everything's like very, uh, I don't know, straight ahead, you can very learn like the words. basic elements of That's language. Like, yeah. But because of that, I think, yeah, there's all these, it's, it's maybe easy to learn to a, a simple level, but then like much more difficult to kind of... right. Can you say a sentence like, my name is Liz? Let's hear (laughs) it. We're practicing. (laughs) Oh, no. Say a number, Lizzie. Perfect. Like, I don't even know how to say that right. But this, I think that the thing is, in, in casual Indonesian, it's it's so, I love how context-based it is. Like, you don't have to say, like, my name is Lizzie. You just be like, name Lizzie. Like, <laughs> or like, like, you wouldn't even say that. You'd just be like, Lizzie. Oh, interesting. You know, wow, like, good for them. Yeah, we say a lot in, in English. Um, what uh, cities are you going to visit while you're there? I'm going to visit Manado, which is where my mum's family's from and where my uh, mum's mum is buried, so she wants us to go there. And then um, some in Bali as well, where we have some oh, family beautiful. too. Oh, wonderful. I've been to Malaysia, which I feel like is as close as I'll probably, because of that flight, ever get to Indonesia. Ah, that, was, that must have been cool though. How was that? Uh, it was, uh, I was on a Mormon mission. I'm ex-Mormon. Wow. And so it was a beautiful place and wonderful food and lovely people, mm-hmm. but a not good experience. Yeah, did a you? A pretty <laughs> negative experience overall. Uh, but I would recommend it as a vacation. All right. The food's unbelievable. Did it, um, did you, did it work? Did <laughs> what, you, what do you mean, what did it work? Did it, uh, did you, I assume missions are about converting? Uh, about converting other people? Other people, yeah. Um, somebody asked me that recently, and I don't know that I personally, I hope I didn't. Yeah. I don't I wasn't there for the full time. I I had a meltdown and went back home uh because what I've just said. Uh yeah. but I hope in that time I didn't convert anybody. Okay. Um but who knows? It's in my distant past. We're just moving forward. And for I sure. apologize to anybody's life who I've thrown off course. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that reach out to the podcast. I hope they're listening. Um well, I mean speaking of throwing people's lives off course, I was very excited to have you today on the podcast. I was thrilled. I love your band. I saw you Thursday night. It was so wonderful. Felt kind of creepy seeing you live, knowing I was going to talk to you today. I was like spying, essentially. Uh. Um, But I was a little surprised when you pulled up today holding a bag. Uh, The podcast is clearly called I Said No Gifts, and (laughs) you've brought what's obviously a gift for me. Uh, Yeah. You know, I just... (laughs) Don't tell me what to do, you know? <laughs> You're too far into the tour to be listening to directions at this point. No. Nope. exhausted. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. Well, uh, should I open it here on the podcast? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
It's in this lovely little bag. Uh, it's uh, this says Istanbul on it. Did you get this in Istanbul? Nope. I got it at an op shop in like Birmingham or something. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, it's gorgeous. I assume you're taking this after the podcast, so I'm going to be very careful. Uh, we'll negotiate. And <laughs> we'll get in a fight. That's yeah. what we'll do. I'm going to unzip here. Hopefully, we've got a little of that on the mic. I'm reaching in, pulling out. Oh, this is lovely. This is a little, what I assume, a bracelet, or if your neck is small enough, a choker. Yeah. <laughs> this is, um, it's got like a little alien charm and, and like a little pineapple charm and some letters. But what do the letters, do they spell something? I'm not sure. I'm this trying to say what's better N- for the podcast. <laughs> N-G-F-S. Well, no. No. Oh. No, wait, does this say no gifts? Oh, it does. It says, Incredible. It says no gifts. That's amazing. Did you make this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I googled uh, small bracelet, alien charm, no gifts, <laughs> and nothing came up, so I had to... I had to go ahead and well, do it Well, you know, myself. that was a huge fad in the early thousands. So all those yeah. businesses are gone. The bubble b- burst, and uh, now you've got to make them yourself. Yeah. Are you a crafty person? Uh, a little, yeah. What sort of crafts are you getting into? I do a bit of sewing and like, um, I guess I've been making small bracelets. That's just a recent thing because people have been making them for us and I've been like, ah, I think you're meant to trade them. Oh, that's very sweet. Yeah. And so it's it's been it's been nice, very soothing, and you can really see your progress. Um, right. My friend uh, got me into into beading and making bracelets, but yeah, I'm I'm super casual, but it's- yeah. And where are you getting all the little beads and charms? Oh, just from I don't know the internet. <laughs> They're not. It's it's all plastic. It's terrible. It, it's yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, if we're going to have an island made of plastic, it would be nice if it looked like this. Yeah, It'd be very cute. I, think, I agree. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to destroy the planet, we might as well have it be adorable. And, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so well, you're making other people are making these for you as well. Yeah, like people are, I guess, I don't know if this started with Taylor Swift, but I mean, like, oh, it's like that's right. people have been, yeah, coming to shows and they kind of like throw the bracelet on stage that they've made or something. And I, and I was, yeah, and I think I was kind of self-conscious. I was like, oh, we should have some, like, right. so I've been kind of making them and then. And are you throwing them back into the audience? Yeah. like Fight it, after them? It's like, no, like occasionally, but mostly it's, a, I feel like it's like a trade. Right. I mean, I guess this is a pretty nice thing. No one's like getting into fist fights over this sort of thing. No, uh, yeah. I mean, not that I've seen, but maybe. <laughs> probably at Taylor Swift shows. I oh. feel like there's the, the tension is probably a little high. Everyone's energy is very high there. Yeah, I can imagine she's not allowed to throw anything into the audience. No, that's just, true. Like, I think there would, there would be deaths. There would be blood everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, how many of these have you collected from fans at this point? Uh, a few, like maybe 10. Oh, I don't know. Very nice. but like, I'm, I'm right a few now. This one says BLJT, which is the initials of four of the band uh, oh, members. Right, right. Endless John Tristan. And this one says Death Cab for Cutie because it was at the Death Cab for Cutie show. Oh, very nice. And then the other brace that you're wearing is just something you purchased. Nope. This was also um, uh, someone gave it to us, but it doesn't say anything on it. Okay. Where did the third one come from? I'm trying to remember the shows and I can't. This fan <laughs> is bawling right now. Oh, no- I'm sorry. You've destroyed a fan's I day. I can't. But I, I'm wearing it. <laughs> Right every day, um, yeah. It's uh, do you do any any craft crafting? I'm a, mm, I'm very bad at crafts. My mom and my sister are excellent. They both like quilts. They sew. They do. I mean, I think uh, within Mormonism, that's a a big pastime. And like, mm. I feel like Mormons are just naturally crafty people. But uh, my sister makes beautiful quilts. My mom watercolors and quilts and will sew things. And I. 
the one craft I ever tried, well, I was forced to make was in middle school. They wanted me to make a wind sock. Do you know what that is? One of those so. like, fabric tubes that hangs in the wind. Yeah, so you can tell which way the wind is blowing by which direction the sock is pointing. Right, I assume. That must be the practical purpose. Yeah. Uh, but I was so bad at it. It was one of those things where like, I was so bad that the teacher genuinely felt bad for me. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's just not capable. This is not in his skill set. This He can't learn. So Aww. I think there was a lot of just doing it for me. Um, mm. And that may have been the end of my craft career. Oh, no, I did uh, ceramics in high school as well. Oh, cool. And those were hideous. Uh, all of mine ended up very ugly. I feel like ugly pots are all, all the rage. That's true. <laughs> I feel like that is kind of the trend right now. Make kind of a an unshapely. Well, it's just pot. like something that's very clearly homemade. You know, right. it's like that's like it was almost, almost like a status symbol. It's like my my my, my this this bowl wasn't made by a machine. It was made by terrible human hands. <laughs> um, Someone who was paid fairly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they really phoned it in. <laughs> um. I'm just kidding, but uh, I pay people fairly. But um, I feel like I got a little bit more because I did it, a bit of sewing in high school, but hadn't done it since. But um, I bought a sewing machine during the pandemic. I, I was a bit self conscious because like, all the other members of my band, I've just like got all these skills. Like Ben does um, like hand woodworking stuff, oh, like wow. and he's super into making things with wood. And uh, he's built up this little workshop over, over the years. And Tristan like works on his. He's got this little Peugeot car that he that he works on. And like wow. And then Jonathan is. Um, really good at like I don't know like fixing microphones like electronics stuff and things like that okay. and I was just like okay well when the apocalypse comes I'm gonna need to like I need to earn my <laughs> what can you provide my place and I'm like I could be a bard I guess <laughs> but uh, I, I should have another skill so I was like okay I'll do some sewing yeah you after the apocalypse you still need to be at least a double threat I think yeah if, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like put that on my apocalypse CV <laughs> so have you gotten better at sewing yeah yeah. What sort of stuff are you sewing? Um, I've like made a couple of shirts. I've Ooh. made I've made three shirts, and then um, it was all the same shirt, but just like they, I got slightly better each time. Oh, great! Yeah, um, you should make band uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> now the pressure's on. So yeah, like <laughs> you have no choice. Oh, I'm trying to not mix. Uh, do the thing of turning turning my hobby into my um into my job, which I, I've already <laughs> right. done. Nightmare. <laughs> That's a true nightmare for Whoops. anyone in entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's more useful for um, being able to like alter stuff and like it kind of opens up op shopping. Uh, sorry, you guys call it thrift? Thrifting, yes. Thrifting. Yes. Or, uh, yeah, I guess thrifting a little is bit. the verb for it's it. like, you know, if it's, a, if it's like nearly good, but, you know, you can change it a little bit to make it fit better. Right. Oh, that's a dream. It's a better option. You can like shorten things or I don't know. Right. Because I'll take my, like, I'll buy something at the thrift shop and take it to the tailor mm. and then it like quadruples in price. Because yep. Taylor's not cheap. No, but so if I could bring that skill set into my own life by a sewing machine. I love pushing the pedal. Yeah. I love the thrill of your fingers right next to that dangerous needle. Oh yeah, it's a real thrill. <laughs> it feels you know how, like, dangerous. Every year, like you know, the, at, at the school, it was like, oh, you know, there's always one person who gets their nail, you know, obliterated by the by the sewing needle. And uh, one year, it was my my younger sister. <laughs> oh, it was. So she still got little shards of metal in her in her finger. It just oh. like went like it went in, broke, and then went out, and then went back in. Because, you know, it goes quick. <laughs> Sorry. You're bringing a lot of horrible images to the podcast today. You're The eye being grinded into yeah. you know, your sister's finger. I'm sorry. I didn't see this as a pattern, but it clearly is. <laughs> Does she have full use of her finger? Yep. She's all good. Okay. Yep. Shout out to my younger sister. <laughs> wow. Does she have a full nail there? Uh, yeah. I think it, the whole thing obviously had to, it came off, but um, wow. it, it regrew from 
from scratch. She's wow. she's a kid, I guess. Kid's pretty malleable. <laughs> that feels like uh, what's that movie series called? Uh, Final Destination, Fin where everybody dies a crazy way. Okay. They should bring a sewing machine into that. Right? <laughs> I, I feel like you'd have to be doing something pretty unsafe for it to fully kill you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's one of those like pulled into the uh, sewing machine. Get sucked thing. into the sewing. Yeah, yeah, maybe you're operating like the world's largest sewing machine yeah. and like kind of as a stunt and it sucks you into the giant, which is clearly at this point like a stake jamming yeah. into the ground. Yeah. Whole audience watches you get pounded to death. Yeah, they make those. They make them for like uh, jeans. <laughs> it's hard to sew through jeans. So you need a really big, <laughs> tall, stories tall. It's like one of those, um, what are those oil, things that get oil? Are those called Derricks? want to say they're called Derricks, and if I'm right, I'm going to be so impressed with myself. <laughs> Annalise, is the thing that gets oils called a Derrick. Annalise doesn't look hopeful. I feel like a Derrick is involved in oil somehow. Maybe I just know someone named Derrick that was <laughs> is in the it oil industry. Is those things that look like, uh, that kind of go, ah, uh, this is the audio medium. Um, it says the Derrick is a support structure that holds the drilling apparatus. So I think it's kind of like... Oh, good for you, Derek. Whole, yeah, right? I think it's kind of like the bird that gets the water, right? Yeah, okay, that's what, what I was trying to... What are those to, called? Uh, I don't know, but... I don't, are those... Is that a perpetual motion machine? Or an example probably. of one? That's. A, I'm, I'm bringing up a lot of knowledge that I'm... Or a lot of words that I do not know the definition to. a lot of, a lot of questions that we can't answer on this podcast. <laughs> this is why I brought you here. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I've got this little thing and it's got an alien on it. Uh, what's your feeling on aliens? Um, I don't have a lot of feelings for aliens, I guess. Um, <laughs> have you been following yeah. any of the... I, I feel like at the beginning of this year, I said, something's going to happen in space this year. And then something's kind of happened in space, or at least like there were like hearings on aliens, and then there was this guy in Mexico who said he found an alien body, and then everyone was like, no, you didn't. That's clearly not. So maybe we're still waiting for the big space thing to happen. Yeah, I don't know. I, f I feel like I'm I'm a casual, so I'll just I'll wait until it's front page news, and then I'll be like, click like click on that article and be like, oh, oh, <laughs> aliens, oh, <laughs> look at that. I kind of I never want us to find alien aliens because I think it'll probably be an hour until they're boring. That's the thing. Like right? I feel like that's why when you were like, oh, aliens, and I was like, I was cussing my mind back. I was like, oh yeah, did we find extraterrestrial life? I feel like there was something to do with like Venus. We found like potential for water on venus or something right. like that and, and then just like and then i immediately forgot so it's like it clearly is not is less important to me than like right I don't know. yeah i feel like if they were discovered it would probably be like realistically 36 hours of people tweeting about it and then we would move on yeah i guess so and then the mystery's dead we've learned nothing yeah and there's this another kind of animal on the planet i don't know i uh i mean Sure, if aliens are listening, stop by. Yeah, what is up? <laughs> I don't want to uh, send you back home thinking that we're going to be disappointed. But uh, I do, you know, anytime a new species or something's uh, discovered, I look at one picture of it, then I'm moving on. Maybe it's just the way I think. Mm -hmm. Maybe if I was in fourth grade, I would be more excited about these sorts of things. Yeah. Well, it's nice to have a new friend. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Is there much alien culture in New Zealand? Are there people like saying we fa we saw aliens? Mm, not really, no. I, I know it's part of the culture here. Oh my God, it's <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just the size of the country and the amount of open space we have yeah. for people to just be kind of alone and thinking that. they saw something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, you do you. Get, <laughs> get your alien jellies. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of stuff in America that I guess we like, don't really have. Like on the way here, we passed so many giant skeletons in people's front yards. 
Oh, the twelve foot ones. Yeah, I just met one yesterday for the first time. Wow, that's that was a big person before they, I guess, became a skeleton. Yeah, someone just living their life, doing their thing, and now they're a decoration in someone's yard. Yeah, I wasn't. I haven't been here. I think in a while around like the lead up to Halloween, and it really surprised me the amount of swag. Like I it's walked into like an, like an enterprise car rental, and there was just like all this. <laughs> All this, like a fully decorated office. And I was like, this is really, this is kind of nice. Like people, like people get, get. Were it up. they in costume? Uh, they weren't, unfortunately. Oh, what a so, shame! Yeah. So I did leave them a, a one-star review. Yeah, of course. And you Google. called the manager. And <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. now trying to get them out of business. Yeah, I'm or like, at least get someone fired. Put them in a hot dog costume, or I will, <laughs> I will never utilize your business again. I have, I think I have a ketchup costume in the back of my car from last Halloween when I didn't have a costume and I asked a friend to borrow it now it appears to just be mine a ketchup costume ketchup it's like a bag of or a packet of ketchup you kind of ah, just slide over your body like a sa- sash- uh, sachet uh, oh that's <laughs> a very nice way to call our trashy little things of I, what uh pa- ketchup packet i think is what we would call ah, it packet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and they're i mean extremely wasteful it's about two inches long mm-hmm. and has maybe I don't know, a hundredth of an ounce of ketchup in there. You have to open 50 of them to have enough ketchup. A single serving, but it's good for when you're on the go and you just need to quickly blast some ketchup into your mouth, (laughs) like a cyclist. (laughs) The Tour de France, you're just every 10 miles (laughs) taking your little ketchup snack. Is ketchup big in New Zealand? Is that part of New Zealand? Yes, but we call it tomato sauce. Wow, Can so you that gets confusing that? here yeah. because then we're thinking about the Italians. Yeah, no, it's different. What do you call an Italian red sauce? I don't Maybe really a know. Pomodoro? Yeah, like pomodoro or I don't uh, know. We've got we've got bolognese that's made oh, it over. Oh yes, but, um, delicious with a meat. Uh, yeah, I know it's not uh, probably not a real thing, but it's a uh, it was big. It was big growing up. That's a delicious sauce. Mm. I feel like it's a real thing. It's just, it's just like mince and tomato sauce and like uh, some sprinkles from the cabinet. <laughs> Oregano or something. Yeah. Basil, garlic. That's a recipe. Olive oil. Yeah. So you're calling it tomato sauce, which is a waste of time. It's a ketchup tomato is sauce. so quick. Yeah. But we have two different spellings well, of ketchup. For short, you call it sauce. Do you really? Yeah. Wow. So if you go to a place that you just say, I want sauce and they know what you're talking about. Oh, well, yeah. If, if you ordered, say, like um, uh, a cup of hot chips from uh, from the local hot chip place and they were like, do you want sauce? You'd say yes. Oh, wow. And, they would, and then they would just blast it with like a, they had a big bottle of sauce and they would just blast it all over the top of the chips. Oh. So you'd have like a really gooey top of the chips covered in sauce and the bottom of the chips would be completely dry. Right. Uh, but that's all part of the experience. <laughs> See, that's uh, I would have a huge problem with the soggy part. Mm. Leave it off. Let me control how yeah. soggy this is. In America, it's like you will apply your own dressings <laughs> to your meals. And in, yeah, in New Zealand, it's like sometimes you do, sometimes you just you take what they have poured over the top <laughs> and say thank you. Yeah. And if someone said at the place, do you want sauce with that? The amount of things that would go through my mind before I would get to ketchup would, it would probably be. 15 things before I thought, oh, they're talking about ketchup. Ah. I would think about gravy. So much of it is context, right? Like, Yes. Like, yeah. I guess it's like if I, if I gave you a plate of meatloaf and was like, do you want sauce? Oh, now that you? I would be like, but what? The meatloaf <laughs> sauce? <laughs> what sort of sauce are you putting on your meatloaf? I've never really had meatloaf, but like, I, I'm, doesn't meatloaf have uh, tomato sauce in it? <laughs> Uh, maybe in what Annalise, maybe I'm not familiar with meatloaf enough. Has ketchup be sauce in it? In New Zealand, loaves are um, usually bread. Oh yeah, of course, bread. I th- I feel like the only thing that should be a loaf is bread. The immediate, the <laughs> moment meat becomes a loaf, I'm leaving. Yeah. 
It shouldn't. <laughs> the form, the form that it came in, was not good enough. Right. It and needs it, to be able to be sliced and buttered. <laughs> do not compress any meat for me. That's. <laughs> oh, I guess I eat sausage. Yeah. No. But it's the word loaf just doesn't sound right <laughs> to me when when like meat is involved. It's disgusting. Uh, we're on the same page there, absolutely. Meatloaf, compressed meat. All the things we can talk about. What a life. What a life we're both living. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we should play a game. Oh, okay. Would you like to play a game? I love games. Um, okay, I need a number between 1 and 10 from you. 9. Okay, I have to do some light calculating to get our game pieces. Okay. So right now you have the microphone. You mm-hmm. can promote something. You can recommend something. You can say whatever you want. I'll be right back. Oh, okay. Um, wow, it's amazing that you've gotten this far into this podcast that I'm on. I, my name is Liz and I play in a band called The Beths and uh, we play kind of like guitar pop music, I guess. Yeah, we put out an album last year called Expert in a Dying Field and we have been on tour this year a lot and last year pretty constantly and yeah. Beautiful. I think that's great and the listeners should go listen to the band. That's my recommendation for the week. I don't even need to recommend anything else. If you're not familiar with The Beths, what a pleasant surprise for the listener. Wow. They're going to be freaking out. Everybody loves the Beths. And if you're not already on board, I mean, I don't want to call you a loser, but uh, <laughs> that may be one of the words on my list. Um, okay, this is how we play gift. The game we're playing is called Gift or a Curse. So I'm oh. going to name three things. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. And then I'll tell you if you're right or wrong mm-hmm. because there are correct answers. Oh. You can lose the game. Okay. Shameful. What do you win? Yeah, uh, moment of pride. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I love moment of pride. Okay. Okay, so the first one is from a listener named Karen. Karen suggested, gift or a curse, passengers in the window seat who keep the window shade closed the entire trip. Ah, I guess, man, I've never been so ambivalent about anything in my entire life. <laughs> I really have to choose um, the entire flight. I guess gift. Why? Because... If you have no choice about anything else about what this flight is and why you're there or where you're going, um, there's a chance that it might be that you want to sleep. Mm, interesting. And uh, I'd rather have it closed the whole time than, than blasting you with light the whole time. You're right. You're okay. absolutely right. Oh, that's so close. <laughs> for that reason, of course, because... And also for the reason, if I'm in the middle seat, I want to peek, but I'm not peeking. That's uncomfortable to peek over the person. I don't want the temptation there. Mm-hmm. I don't want the sun blasting in on me. Why not just have a quiet moment with the window closed? There's nothing interesting enough for me to see out the window that I need it open. Exactly, yeah. Just let me be in a calm, dark, quiet place for a minute. Yeah, it's like, I feel like most likely you just want to forget where you are. Yes. (laughs) Just do not remind me I'm on an airplane. Mm. Keep it closed. If I'm at the window seat, I'm kind of doing everything, which is, I don't know if people appreciate that, because if you're asleep and then the person opens the window... Suddenly you're being blasted. Yeah. But that is the power you hold. That's the thing. You have you have that power. And like, if it was like the middle of the day and everyone was sleeping and someone blasted up in the window shade, I might say something, but I pro- still probably wouldn't. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I would probably you know? sit. I, yeah. I would just sit in silence. Yeah. I was on a plane recently with a man whose elbow was just in my body the entire time and there was nothing I could do about it. And <laughs> if you say something, then they're mad at you. So you just suffer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know if it's the right thing to do, but it is the thing that I most consistently do. 
<laughs> likewise, absolutely likewise. We're kindred spirits there. Okay, you've gotten one so far. This next one is from someone named Andy, and Andy suggested gift or a curse restaurant menus that call sandwiches handhelds. Oh, curse. <laughs> Why? I've never heard of that in my life, and it feels like <laughs> sandwiches have quite a good name. And don't tell me how to eat my sandwich. <laughs> Maybe I want to eat it with a knife and fork or chopsticks. <laughs> or just like directly with like taking bites from the plate with my face. <laughs> I don't know. I have to hold it with my hands. Have your hands tied behind your back eating it off the plate. Yeah, I don't know. I don't usually get mad about calling sandwiches other things because I think that that's fine. But in this case, I'm furious. <laughs> Of course. I mean, how annoying. What? Why are we? What? It's so cute. It's so irritating. Everyone knows what a sandwich is. Mm-hmm. Why are you calling it a handheld? I get. Yeah, there's a thing here, right? Where would you include burgers on that menu? This is the big confusion for everybody. Yeah, I think. Put a hamburger under a sandwich. I'm not going to fight with you. Yeah, that was the original name. Okay. <laughs> is that how yeah. you feel? I feel like this is a culturally loaded loaded question. Mm. <laughs> so I don't. Oh, then let's hear it. I feel like the word burger means a, d- a different thing here. Like it means the meat, does it? Well, if I order a burger, it's a, san- a burger sandwich. That's true. But like no one orders a chicken burger here. Mm, yes, you say, can oh, actually, really? weirdly. Okay. Well, but that's a rare because it ends up being like ground chicken turned into a patty. That's what I mean. In New Zealand, it's like, I feel like a burger is like that style of like hot sandwich with a hot meat. So like a chicken burger would just be what you call a chicken sandwich. It's, and even if it was like a like a piece of chicken, you would call that a chicken burger? Yeah, it would just be a chicken burger or like a veggie burger or like a, oh. you know, a, a lamb burger or something or a steak burger. Like, But yeah, so we do have like turkey burger, we have lamb burger, but it's always ground. That's, yeah, that's the, I think, the, the difference. specific thing. Yeah, and Interesting. In New Zealand, it's just like if it's between a burger, if it's on a burger bun, oh. then it's a burger. You've got to get into more detail there. That gets confusing. If I order a lamb sandwich, I'm assuming it's going to be... Gr- oh, now, yeah, oh no, now, I would have to order a lamb sandwich, not a lamb burger. That's the thing. If you go to McDonald's, everything is a burger in New Zealand. Wow. It's like the McChicken burger and like the filet of fish burger. Like burger. it's everything there would be a burger because it's like burger shaped. Right. It's like a... Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Like it's like the platonic ideal of a burger looks a certain way. And if it resembles <laughs> that, Whatever you picture in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's like round on top-ish, you know? If it's square, not a burger. <laughs> well, now that see that there's a uh, chain of restaurants in America called Wendy's mm-hmm. that serves square hamburgers. Yeah, but the bun is round, and that's, and that's the a part bad that thing. makes it a burger. Then it's hanging off the edge. I don't know what their logic is. I wonder if it's cheaper or. Um, no. I I hope that they're putting the cheese, the square cheese, directly on top of the square oh, meat. Oh, interesting. But I don't think they are. We have a, we have Wendy's too. And, oh, you um, do have Wendy's. Yeah, yeah. I know Wendy. Yeah. Okay, Wendy's is... I haven't been there in a while. I don't mind a Wendy's, yeah. to be totally honest with you. You used to enjoy it? Um, I, they have a spicy chicken sandwich there. There you go. Pretty good. Not a, It's an underrated sandwich. All right. What do you order at Wendy's? Uh, a Frosty and fries. Oh, of course. Everybody loves that. Do you dip? Do you, are you a, a, like a soft serve or a Frosty fry I will fry dip, dipper? but not the entire time. I'll eat most of my French fries kind of as the savory thing. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end, we're getting into dessert. Oh, yeah. And I'm dipping. I'm enjoying. Mm-hmm. Are you the whole time? I'm the whole time. Like, okay. that's the whole event. <laughs> like, that's like the meal. <laughs> it's like, if I could, like, I, would, I would have a plate and I would pour fries on it. And then like, like spaghetti bolognese, the, the Frosty would go on top. And I would just be <laughs> eating that with a fork. <laughs> is there, let me ask you this. Is there, an, like, 
proportionally, is there enough fry to frosty where like you finish and they're both gone or you like there's still frosty left over? I don't know. This is the balance. This is the game that you play <laughs> with anything. I guess it's like trying to get the ratio exactly right. So oh, my. The, the I'm last constantly bite, doing this. The last bite is uh, the correct ratio. Right. Never works. Takes over every meal. I'm like, well, I want to have a little bit of everything. Yeah. It's like, don't talk to me. <laughs> I'm working on something here. <laughs> well, ultimately, what we have to do is just agree on handhelds being a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, okay, this is your final one. You've gotten two out of three so far, so be very careful here because you could okay. win the game and very few people have won the game. Oh. Rachel, listener Rachel has suggested, when doctors say you're doing great during a procedure. Uh, gift or curse? Gift or a curse. I mean, all <laughs> gift. Why? Because I love praise. <laughs> I just want to be told that I'm doing a good job <laughs> in my life. Oh, Liz. Did I lose As much game? as I'd love to tell you you're doing a great job, you've absolutely flopped no! here. It's a curse because the moment we're in the middle of this procedure, they're telling me it's, I'm doing great and now I have to do better. I have to at least maintain the greatness <laughs> or better the pressure is on and I'm probably going to cause an injury or something. Make me think I'm a doing, doing a bad job the entire time so I perform my best. Okay. This is how, maybe how I operate my entire life where I'm just constantly wondering, am I doing a good job? Aww. The moment you, you're, someone says you're doing a job, now I'm confused. Do you like when do you so you do when do you want the feedback? Before when or I'm dead. after? When you're dead. Put okay. it on my tombstone. Just like report card. Bridgerie did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, until then, I can't have praise, at least directly. Mm-hmm. It, it gets a little. The stakes become way too high. Okay. And I want. I don't want to let anybody anybody down because I didn't know I was making anyone happy. Oh, okay. I'm getting it now. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah. uh, you, you got two out of three. Which is not bad. Famously, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> ain't bad. It's yeah. a good 66%, which you get to take home with you. Um, okay, this is the final segment of the podcast. It's called I Said No Emails. People are writing in to I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. <laughs> They're in a panic. They're freaking out. They need answers. The only person they can turn to is me. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And you, of course. So yes, of course. will you help me answer a question? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's look at this. We're getting into the dark. Okay, here we go. Hi, Bridger, an incredibly attractive guest. That's very nice. What an assumption. Wow. Um, I started a new job four months ago, and the business is doing a Secret Santa gift exchange for Christmas. Are you familiar with Secret Santa? Mm -hmm. Uh, Names were uh, randomly drawn, and I got my manager. We have had a good relationship since he is the one that hired me, and I believe he has my best professional interests at heart, but I don't know too much about him personally. I want to gift him something that will cement my place as his favorite person on the sales team. Oh, boy. Uh, About him. He's gay and married. He has a dog. He wakes up at 4 a.m. to exercise and goes to bed at 7.30 p.m. Okay, we're getting red flags. Uh, He loves candy and desserts. He's into fancy skincare treatments. The budget is $25. Thank you so much. And that's from Bay. $25? Oh, man, that's hard. (laughs) Do you think that's too little? Uh, I don't know. I guess it's probably good. It's good to have limitations. (laughs) What would you say is a good Secret Santa number? I don't know. I guess it's like for a work thing where it's for someone you potentially don't know. I don't know. Yeah, 40 bucks maybe? 40 bucks. Oh, 25 bucks is worth more here. Sorry. Okay. Oh, yeah. What's the exchange currently? That is about 40 bucks. Okay. Oh, so it is about four. Perfect. <laughs> there you go. It's yeah, perfect. So thinking, it's a perfect 40 amount. Withdrawn. Unique number. 
Okay, so forty dollars uh, New Zealand. Yeah. Okay. Man, that's really hot. I don't know if managers should be in the in the secret set. Right. Exchange. Because th- this person's playing a game with their employees that I am not comfortable with. Yeah. There's a power dynamic mm-hmm. at play. And the expectation with Secret Center is that you reveal yourself, right? Yeah, you're revealing a little bit about yourself and what you think of the person. Yeah, because you, could you just, like, remain a secret? Oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, so, but I guess this person wants to make a good impression, so they want to. Right. They want them to know who sent the gift. Although, with Secret Santa, you watch the person open the gift, you watch their face very carefully. Mm-hmm. If they seem disappointed, it, you just never... Well... Yeah, you just never reveal yourself. Let that remain a mystery forever. Kind of like the Zodiac or something. Decades mm-hmm. later, they're still looking into it. No one ever knows. <laughs> uh, but if it's if they're happy, even if you they weren't your person, you claim it. Oh, that's a great idea. And then the other employee that says, no, it was me, you call them a liar. Mm. And now there's, uh, you know, no one knows what's going well, on. Maybe you get them two presents if, if you've got two <laughs> ideas. And then they open both, and you just, whichever one they like more, you're like, oh, well, that's the one I got you. I don't know who got you that, that shitty one. <laughs> that's so bad, that other present. <laughs> or you have yeah. the good one, like, as a backup in your office, and if they seem disappointed, you say, oh, that one was a joke. Yeah, and, uh, oh my now God. Now I've got the good one. Joke present. I don't know. That's, but getting presents is so hard. Even when you've, like, listed all these interests that this person has, and that they have, like, kids, and they like to sleep at crazy hours. Like, it's... <laughs> Oh, man, and a dog, a dog you'd think like, I think would be like easy to go for the dog. It's like if they clearly like their dog, right? Um, then you know, you get a little treat for the dog. Mm-hmm. I don't know, little hat. The dog, dog hat. is such an easy target, yeah, because everyone loves a little, yeah, a sweater for the dog, or uh, you have somebody paint a picture of it on Etsy, yeah, yeah, you covertly go to their house and take photos of it, and then they're yeah. terrified of you. Everybody wants a t-shirt with their dog on it. Oh, that's like, not a bad idea. Custom uh, print. Right. And then fancy skincare treatments, not a possibility with $25. No. Those are all $50 or more. Yeah. Candy yeah. and desserts, that's kind of a downer. It's like, uh, who cares? Yeah. You could maybe do something with the skincare. Because there are things that like uh, should be $2 that you could probably get a $25 version oh, of. Oh, interesting. You know, like, I don't know, like how much is like a f- face mask or something, or like right. a like a very nice lip balm. <laughs> oh, a like, lip balm. There we go. That feels like if you're paying twenty five dollars for a lip balm, it's got everything you need. Yeah, it's got supplements. It's plumping your lip. This kind of yeah. thing. It's, it's got an SPF of sixty. Although giving somebody a lip treat, your boss a lip care thing. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's... It's like, you know, I've been thinking bordering. about your mouth. <laughs> right. Can't um. st- that's what you write in the card. I can't stop thinking about your mouth. <laughs> and then your uh, the job will just be nothing but roses from then on. Yeah. Perfect workplace dynamic. Yeah. This is really hot. This is... Uh, all the questions that come in about gifts? Most of them. Although mm. I'm encouraging recently just asking anything. Yeah. So, uh, you know, why not? If you're so desperate, you should ask whatever you want. Get in here and ask. But then we give such perfect answers that I think people are tempted. Oh, I need this gift advice. Like, I should give lip care to my boss. Uh, Yeah, there's no way that could go wrong. Um, (laughs) That's perfect. You should be rubbing their shoulders while they open the gift. That's probably the one thing you should be doing, just to make sure they're comfortable. Yeah, heavy breathing. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we answered it perfectly. Okay, good. And no one can complain. The manager's going to be thrilled. Are you All saying the, that um, I did a good, I'm doing great? You did an excellent job, I would say. Oh, Just oh thank you fantastic. so much. And now I've got this little gift, which is so sweet. 
and I'll wear it and think of you and the band, which is so incredible. And you guys are going to vanish for a while. I assume you're going to go probably make new music. Yeah, we have to just like, you just have to keep doing that, don't you? <laughs> it's like you make something good and you're like, is this enough? I, yeah, <laughs> do I still I mean, have to with, continue to work for the rest of my life? Damn right. it. <laughs> you should have to do one project and then you get to, that's how everything should be. It's like, I think like working out, you should go to work out for 12 hours one day and then you should be done with it. Oh, it's so annoying that you, you have to keep doing it forever. <laughs> it's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. When you guys start a new album, is it right after you finish the last or do you give yourself a break? I have, uh, let's call it giving myself a break. Um, <laughs> I have not really managed to write a song in like over a year. So we'll oh, see. The pressure um, and it builds and builds and builds. It builds and builds. It's, and I just need to let myself write a real bad song. just to. You just won't to, write a you know, bad one. Well, it's okay to write a bad one. I have to be allowed to write a bad one so that I can I can break the seal. <laughs> and then it can become like a novelty or a B-side or something. Yeah, yeah. Let me pitch you an idea that I think if I were in a band, I would do. Okay. Every time I released a new album, mm -hmm. I would include a song from the last album kind of in the production style of the new album. Ah. As like a bridge to the new album. That's interesting. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out for, for every band. Or maybe mm -hmm. that's on like the B-side to the single. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm constantly thinking of ways bands can do things, even though I don't play music. You're really, really an ideas, ideas person. I'm an ideas person yeah. first. Yeah. Everything else is like a distant 10,000. Okay. All of my other skills fall far away from think my ideas. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm throwing that out for you. Could be, you could innovate. That's uh, all I'm saying. It's a great thought. Um, well, thank you for being here. You've got one final show tonight. I hope you enjoy the rest of your time in Los Angeles. Thank you. And uh, I'll put this on and uh, go about my life. Listener, the podcast is over. Um, as you've just heard from my conversation with Liz, you can move on. You can not move on and, you know, blame me. Uh, you can do whatever you want. I have, sometimes I have a lot of control. Sometimes I have very little. Today I'm giving you control. I love you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and it's beautifully mixed by Ben Tolliday. And we couldn't do it without our guest booker, Patrick Kotner. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? But I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home You gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts Your presence is present enough And I already had too much stuff So how do you dare disobey? Follow I Said No Gifts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really don't care. Just don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. It's the least you can do. It really is. It's the bare minimum. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Said No Gifts merch 
What a wonderful way to support the show. Support the show. 